And, you know, this guy ends up getting whacked and turns out he's like laundering money for the cartels and he's playing both sides. For decades, Mexico has been ravaged by violence from deadly drug cartels. 90,000 people missing and hundreds of thousands murdered. So he, I was selled up with him. He'd been down since like 89. They're like your pothead friends that are fucking hilarious, right? And then they start to talk a little more and they tell us a story about how they caught one of these federal police trying to raid a house where they were guarding El Mayo and they fucking shoved a broomstick up his ass and tossed him into a river. Episode 78. Yep. Let's go. Johnny oh, yeah. Mitchell, not the connect. Hi, Mom. Mom's listening. <laughs> Is uh, she? No, I'm good. No. no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think she knows what I, She hasn't even seen my channel. She doesn't. She, wow. she gave it one you a while back. <laughs> yeah, she didn't give up. She just, if I say I'm doing well, she's just like, oh, that's great, sweetie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Need to know basis. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. She's like, oh, thousands of 500,000 subscribers. That's. Fucking insane. Did, did you pay your rent? Like, that's all she has <laughs> yeah, to fuck yeah, about. Like, like, all to, all parents sure. care about are just, like, how you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't... If you're How's chasing your success to try to, like, nah. you know, uh, win the love of your parents, it'll never work. It'll never work. Damn, ain't that the truth, bro? Yeah. yeah. Ain't that, that is, the fucking yeah. truth? You yeah. fucking realize that at, like, 30 you, years you old. Yeah. 30? That's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. Yeah. About 30 when you they start seeing it. your parents as, like, people again. Yep. Like, you just, like, you cut, you accept... And you might even learn to like them, mm -hmm. like some parts of them. Straight up. You start to realize they're just, just like you. Like, oh, I got flaws. They got flaws. Okay, okay. Joe Rogan said this amazing thing. He said, I look at everybody now as like just children. We're all just children that grew up, you know, that are, are trying to evolve into what we're supposed to be. And by the time you figure it out, you're basically dead. <laughs> by the time you're good at it if you do get good at it like holy shit you know that's the part of life is like will you be successful ever mm -hmm. that's the question right. most people have and right. then it's like will you maybe heal from mm -hmm. all the bullshit yeah to and not it, be like tainted yeah and it takes the first 25 years is just sort of figuring it out the first 25 years is just like leaving the nest and 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 finding some direction and then you spend 10 years trying to, uh, you know, make it in your career. And then you're 35, 40, and half of it's gone or more. And, you and if you haven't, you start to lose a lot of that hope because you're like, fuck, like at this age, like every year counts more and more and more. And we'll get mm -hmm. into it a little bit in your sure, story. That's kind sure. of what you said is like, you look at time a lot different. Oh yeah. You value it a lot oh, different yeah. and that you recommend almost that experience, which is funny, Yeah, but it's. I, yeah, you know. Yeah, I came out of the gate like, like I was a horse. Just and they keep them behind the the gates before like the Kentucky Derby, and I, they, you just kept me trapped. And it was just like this energy, this inertia that was just building and building and building and building. It was like a slingshot, and you hold it back until it almost breaks, and then you know that's that's the energy I came out with, just like flying thousand miles an hour, which is probably not healthy, but uh, it certainly. It certainly gave me like this direction 
-hmm. that's you know i think led to like some success that i have it gave you, you know? a serious edge sounds yeah, like. yeah yeah definitely most definitely i don't think people should lose their freedom people should go to like People should just have to do some shit that they don't really want to do, like right out of high school or maybe college. Like, like boot camp. Like yes, exactly. Camp. Or you have to go, like what they do in Israel, you have to go serve in the military. That's not good because they're over killing Palestinians. But maybe some, shit. exactly. But maybe you have to go do some community service for a couple of years, mm -hmm. right? Like you got to go, uh, you know, read to some kids in Mississippi or, or you know stitch some soccer balls in vietnam some some kind of you know <laughs> oh, bro. read to the yeah, children yeah. stitching the soccer balls in vietnam. some version yeah. yeah people wouldn't last a day but 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 you have to like that yeah. would it, it would almost be like mandatory if you want to like go to college for free like you have to do some shit you have to you have to give something to society that you mm -hmm. don't want to do and then i don't know it gives you like discipline and and also uh, focus and then the drive to go like really not fuck around and waste time you know it's what they say in business being of service right when you when you're solely being of service to something like what what do you what can i do here i'm here to help it, it kind of like humbles you and puts you in a position well, johnny of knows how to be a service oh, for anybody that doesn't know this is johnny mitchell he's not the connect with not the connect no, podcast. No, 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 it's the connect. Sorry, I should have cleared connect. that up. Yeah, the, the, the connect, connect. The handle was just taken on Instagram. <laughs> so this is not the connect. No, this is the connect. But yeah. the connect, and uh, you're also a comedian mm -hmm. doing your stand up thing. We, we saw the yeah. fight. Oh, thank you. I just did that down. venue last you're night. You're a big dude, too, walking in. I didn't think yeah. you were that big, but yeah, yeah. walking in, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so thanks. That plays a, a role, too, in prison, do you think, or what? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think the crime it was it was a good crime right i had good paperwork uh i was somewhat of like a high level drug dealer so they mm -hmm. kind of respected that and then i had a cellmate who was a shot caller for one of the the cars we call them cars one of the gang sets in the prison i was at that helped too he was like don't fuck wow. with this kid so fucking a yeah yeah so i lucked out i think about that guy still almost every day i talk about him on my show um he killed down? He, yeah, yeah, he was a lifer. Mm. He had 500 years. Yeah, I saw his paperwork. Yeah. So I, I used to do a joke about that. I'm like, that would be like if Columbus got <laughs> got sentenced to prison for his crimes. He'd just be getting out of prison like right now. <laughs> that's like that's fucking that's the thing about how much time that it's crazy. That's like uh what a uncivilized society, you know? But uh so he I was sold up with him. He'd been down since like 89. And uh I after I got shipped out of prison, that prison I got classed down to minimum. He ended up killing a guy uh, on the yard, and they sent him to death row. And I think he's beating the case. I think because I think it was self defense. But yeah, no, he's he's never coming home. Fucking crazy. Yeah. How yeah. old were you when you when you? I first got locked up when I was twenty four. Yeah, so pretty young. Young yeah, I was pretty it. young. I was pretty young. What was it like? Like, I know you, you're from Oregon, correct? Yeah, from Portland. Coming from there, and it's like the boom happened right there, right? Yeah. Pretty much right near. Yeah, you, yeah. You know? It was Southern Oregon, Northern California. That was where all the outdoor growing was happening, you know, from I'd say like, I'd say like the, well, really since the 70s, like the, the hippies mm -hmm. from Northern California in the, in the late 60s left San Francisco. You know, they did like the back to earth movement. They started these these communes in the forest in the middle of fucking nowhere, Mendocino and Humboldt. And they obviously paid for it by 
growing bud. But I, I would say like, I'd say the industry really took off and became like this kind of like billion dollar thing, probably like in the 90s, 90s and early 2000s. And it just kept growing from there. So $1,000 a pound. Easy. That was the profit. Yeah. Yeah. That was minimum. So, and I, you know, so a guy, a guy like me, I didn't really have a crew. I had a couple of guys working for me, but you know, you just, you move 30, 30 of those a week. You know, you're doing almost a million dollars a year just, just as an individual. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Cause like fast forward to now and fuck, it's way different. You talk about that too, how like you were in the last phases of what you would consider it to be possible. Yeah, yeah, for, for like sure. Weed trafficking. I really tra- think it was a special time. Mm-hmm. I'm really actually happy that I went through all of it, and I'm I. It gives me chills thinking about it. I was really the last generation to be involved in marijuana prohibition in the history of the United States. There'll never be another time like that because now you know you have to. Now it's just look at. I mean, look at where we're at. It's it's just like a. It's an industry. It's a cool industry. There's probably a lot of money in it, but you have to put a lot of money into it and you have to brand. It's more of a real business now. Yeah, Whereas sure. before is like you come in indie, you're making a million dollars a year. Like yeah. how quick could you have just started till you built up to that? Like No, yeah, you don't just come in like that. You don't just come in like no, that. No, I'm saying like how long did it take though? A year oh, or two? Took, like uh, no, no, dude. It took long. like five, six, mm-hmm. seven years. I mean, I was selling drugs since I was 17 years old. Got so it. it was like I put in time. I put like it was just like crawling up little by little, just kind of how my yeah. ascension in show business has been. Like it's the same way. Like there was never any silver spoon, you know, kind of situation. I, I literally just nickel and dime and copping ounces in high school from, you know, the black guys, right? And and fucking it up, fucking up so many packs, getting robbed, robbing people, uh, cowboy shit. And you know, just little by little, you know, you, you, you finally break, you finally get your big break. And that was just meeting the connect. That was meeting the, the cartel guys who had it for the super low. And that, that's really what, what you needed. You needed that special plug because that wholesale price allowed you to Run take markets. all the clientele, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that, that's why it was such a, it was such a, like we paid five grand just to get an intro to one of these guys. Like here's five stacks. Let me just meet this guy. Like that's how, and that was like low. Yeah, you know? that's that's. It seems like a low price, even just to for sure. Yeah. Well, the guy was getting ready to go do a bid, so he needed yeah. whatever kind of money he could get. The guy who introduced us, you know, he needed some money on his books. But uh, yeah, like so that's that was the the arbitrage. That was the what most people didn't have was was capital and access to wholesale product. So we finally got that, you know. And like you said, it's a special time where the margins are are just crazy. And yeah. You could fuck up and like come back and still be good because you were able to like, you know, like you said, once you meet the plug or whatever, it's like, you know, the opportunity's there. You, yeah. You got way more to work with. What's it like at that point? Like what was, you know, what was like the buildup in the heyday like? And, and how did that lead to you being like, you know, I'm going to go try to go even bigger? Yeah. Well, I met, you know, we had this plug. And then after you have the product, then you have to have the buyers, right? And that's a whole other thing. Uh, so, you know, we took trips just through like happenstance. I met a couple of guys that were connected to like the, the mafia in Philly, Philadelphia. So, you know, I flew over there and we got to know each other and we went out partying and shit and they took us out. And, uh, and it was very much like a, 
like a very it was a very tenuous relationship at the beginning nobody really trusted each other but i was like you know what i'm gonna send you guys a couple of units and uh if you're able to get me the money back we can do business if not you know that's just a little loss that i took uh but no they were hungry like and they these guys ended up I mean, they made me, I can't even tell you how much money these guys made me. So I, I would do that with a few people. I would fly out to Boston, uh, to Manhattan, right? I, I met these Dominicans, um, you know, various places, Ohio. We had product moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, you know, you, you, finding buyers is a little bit easier once you, you know you have a price that can't be beat. And back then, everybody that was moving, all these drug gangs and shit, on the East Coast and the Midwest, they they were dying for a Cali Connect mm-hmm. because, or you know, uh, a West Coast Connect because that was just the best product at the best price. So, uh, so it really took off when when I, I made uh, I made connections over there, and then I got <clears throat> you know uh, hooked up with the uh, with the cartel, you know, with the Sinaloans who were you know doing these massive outdoor grows in Northern California. This whole time, as you're meeting people. And you start to hear these guys are from the mob or these guys work with this. Does it come across as like, mm, I need to be more careful than normal or just like, let's see what I can do. Like, what's your, you know, going into that? Are you just like, well, let's see what happens. Or- yeah, for sure. Well, no, I mean, I, if you hear that somebody's connected to the mob, like that's okay. These guys are serious guys. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I liked. I liked if you were serious, uh, it meant you were going to, it meant you were thorough. Like, I didn't care what kind of criminal you were if I could tell that you were thorough. Uh, so, you know, I, I did like the college students, mm-hmm. right? I love shipping weed to like college towns. The problem is those white boys, you know, they're going to get caught and then, you know, go to work for the cops. They're going to, they're going to immediately finger you, right? Too much to lose. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they think, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, the other groups still pass the connect off. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Fucking, exactly. So that's how you get the, it's, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like dealing with criminals because, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to deal with any. In it. What's that? They're brought up in it, most likely. They're brought up in it. And also, um, yeah, they just. This is what they're going to do. They don't plan on, like, making a bunch of money and then, you know, going to law school. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just them cooperating with the government is is it's just less likely they're going to do that. I mean, they end up doing it anyways, but you know, for I, I, I took a calculated risk too. I'm like, so I'm moving weed, like you know, even if I do get jammed up, it's not going to be like getting caught with like bricks of coke. You know what I mean? So it was also so it was to answer your question, it was it was a little calculated too, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, you know, I because I I had the line on wholesale coke from these Mexican cartels too, so I could have I could have gone that route, but. I was just like, there's too much money in weed. Like, there's just no point, you know? Um, I Smart. Can't, yeah. yeah. So it was, that was a very rare time when a guy could make more money wholesaling weed than he could, you know, selling you know, a drug like cocaine. And the time difference is like 10 years versus 100 mm-hmm. for like a plane full no or, cares. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big difference. Yeah. So the, so as you're building up and things are going good, you're, you know, you're moving around all these different places and stuff like, you know, what ends up happening? Just made a lot of money. <laughs> just made. I mean, just what just, were some of the what were some of the things you would go do to like you know enjoy yourself? I mean, God, I didn't really do. I would just. Somebody asked me that the other day. I mean, I just really just 
I really just ate. That's all I can remember from that time. I just ate. Did you travel food. or anything? Yeah, or? of course. No, no. I was in Colombia all the time. Um, I was hooked up with some guys down there. I made a couple of moves down there. Um, I I was in New York City every other week. I mean, I'm like a 22, 23 year old kid walking around Midtown Manhattan with forty thousand in cash on me. I mean, it was like it was like uh, a superpower. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Like, if it really felt like hitting the lottery. I was like, wow, this is like the whole the whole experience just felt like uh, an adrenaline rush. It was like a constant adrenaline rush, you know, mixed with like paranoia, which is also adrenaline. It's crazy. <laughs> and you feel like you get hooked to it. Huh? Yeah. So mm-hmm. by the time I got Your caught. Your body literally is physically absolutely. To it. So by the time I got caught and arrested, that first sleep in jail was just, it was, it was the most incredible sleep I've ever had because it was just relief. It was like, you're like, this is it. Your body coming down, boom, crashing. And just, it, it was like I hadn't slept in two years. How about years. the moment though when you're like, you're, you're in the act of getting caught? Like, is it fucking peaking or oh, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it's like a blackout almost. It's like, you know, it's, pass it's, out. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a, not pass out. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I describe it more like blacking out. Black your out, adrenaline's black out. like, you know, moving so fast. Shit starts just like you're seeing spots or yeah. something. And that's why like nobody should ever, if anybody ever gets caught doing anything illegal, they should never try to like talk their way out of it because you're, you're not, unless you've been through it a bunch, right? Like real. Then you're chilling though. Career like, criminals. Not, that's their, yeah. that's their happy place. That's <laughs> yeah. like, their, that's like a very, uh, that's their safe space. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah. <I'm, laughs> A murder interrogation? Whoa. <laughs> you guys again. I call this a Monday, you know? <laughs> They're on first name basis already. Yeah, exactly. But but for the majority of people, it's like you're yes, your 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 adrenaline is flowing so hard that you can't think clearly. You're just your your instincts just kick in. So, you know, the cops are trained to like, you know, catch you, uh, you know, make you tumble over your words, try to get you to confess. So the best idea is just to shut down. I basically just shut down. I tried to bribe these cops who arrested me. That didn't work. And I go, oops, just kidding. And then I literally would just like shut down. I'm like, you're going to have to, you know, you have to take me in. I'll call my lawyer. I'll take my chances, you know, I like but, that. but I could feel that because I'm like, oh, yeah, the exhaustion and the adrenaline. Like, I'm not in my right. I'm not right. And you're so scared. You're like, I'm not in my right mind. Like, I can't I can't function right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to end up doing something stupid. If I if I keep trying to like talk my way out of it, you know, it's crazy. What led to the bust? Just stupid. It was not even like was it? It was just like an accident, you know. Which is funny. Like I bet that happens most of the time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't some big investigation. They really didn't know what I was doing. I don't think. Um, I think it was just a package of money that they had intercepted in one of those FedEx like sorting facilities because I used to send product through FedEx and, and UPS. And um, and they, they yeah, it was, you know, a, they have drug sniffing dogs that go through there and they probably just hit on this package of money. And I think it was like 40 grand. So that's enough. 40 grand of cash is enough for them to get a warrant. So they put a tracking device in there and, it, and they followed it all the way to where I was receiving it in Oregon. Ooh. And yeah. It hit you there. Yeah, exactly. When you received it? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's, I, I, I think, I think there's a couple other elements to it, but I can't, you know, I, I thought somebody close to me might have been, who was also a drug dealer at the time, might have been also 
uh working for the cops but i can't confirm it Mm -hmm. so i i don't i won't speak to it but yeah that's that's really what led them to me is just something like because you do it so many times you know all you have to do fuck up is once for for them to to take you down yeah you gotta get lucky every time yeah that's the problem that's the problem it's become stacked yeah you gotta get away after doing it that beginning period is like i feel like you know would be is anyone's like heyday to where like the odds are great yeah in the beginning you know but then right. time compounds consistency yeah. forms patterns yeah. form yeah it's like cheating you know exactly it's like any dirt yeah kind of yeah. is that in yeah. you can't get around the human psychology of what a person mm-hmm. does yeah and you end yeah. up running yourself in a fucking circle and yeah it's that's crazy like it wasn't even like uh yeah you know, it wasn't so, a big investigation so, it wasn't a big, so what happens in though that's only money like you know yeah it was god at the end of the day they ended up finding like almost a million dollars in cash though so they and they originally charged me with a federal they crime. hit the place the house yeah, 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 so, yeah exactly so they got a warrant to, and there was more money there exactly oh, but I, I had just moved all my product out there. like there was no product there um thank god right so i knew i had some action on my case but you know there was enough evidence to where it was like at very least they were going to charge me with uh you know tax evasion and money laundering they thought i was tied into like the cartels Mm -hmm. they were convinced of it so they were kept you know weeks went by i was locked up in the county jail you know they would send people from the dea from from the u.s attorney's office down and they were like are you ready to let's 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 dance and you know i was talking to my lawyer and shit like that and he was just like hold hang tight just just sitting here because if they're asking you questions that means they don't really have anything on you like they don't know that much mm. right it's when they come and arrest you and and don't say anything that's when you know you're fucked when they just <laughs> they say mr mitchell Fuck. come with us that's when you know they have everything they don't need mm. you to confess or 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 anything like that they didn't have any of that. So I just thought that was really funny. My lawyer was like, if they're asking you questions, it means they don't know anything. So um, this guy looks like Will uh, Sasso. Has anybody told they have. you've gotten Will Sasso a lot? I keep looking over. I keep looking. Who the fuck's Will Sasso? Producer Will Sasso. We got to pull up Will Sasso. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to think out my face. I, had, I couldn't keep going. He keeps looking at me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Producer, crop it, crop it in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mad TV. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, The good days, huh? Yeah, jeez. He hasn't been relevant for a long time. <laughs> Damn, sorry, Will. I thought you were going to say Will Ferrell for a second. I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said Will, and I was like, it's not Ferrell. What's his last name? <laughs> Thank God I remembered it. People have um, said that in the comments. It's crazy on YouTube. Hilarious. And I'm like, oh, who the fuck? Yeah, I had to look it up. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, so what was I saying? So yeah, well, they so, hit that mill and they're like, oh yeah, so, so you're s- sitting there holding tight. S- yeah, I'm holding tight. You know, they're basically just like taking their time trying to figure out if they can if they can tie me into like a greater drug conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and they weren't able to because I wasn't working for a cartel. I was just that was just one of my sources. And uh yeah, and so eventually they just they passed on it. The feds just like because it was already 2010, you know, uh, it's already the laws are already changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a really good lawyer, and the feds, 
you know, they want numbers and they want headlines. And, you know, a guy, a white boy selling pot, they think they don't really have they don't really have any product. They don't want to risk losing. Mm-hmm. So what they did was we made a deal where the feds were like, how about this? We'll take all your money. We'll drop the and we'll drop it. We'll just drop the case. And probably what's going to happen is we're going to pass this back to the state and you're going to get charged at the state level. So I said, OK, let's do it. Like you're I'm not getting my money back anyways. So so I forfeited all the money to the DEA, which is so funny because after they seize your money, they send you a letter saying we're taking all your money. If you would like to appeal it, please write us in to the DEA. <laughs> like, imagine that. I rob no. you and I say, send me a letter to me, like appeal to me and mm-hmm. maybe we'll consider giving you your money back. It's like a joke. You got to frame know? that letter. Oh, uh, dude. Well, they I, do that in the airports all day long, oh. every day. Yeah, what, what's that? They do that in every airport all they day just long, seize, every day. seize things? All Cash. day long. They right. give you a piece of paper. Cash. Here you go. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, they call it civil, they don't even charge civil you forfeiture, point. right? They don't even yeah. charge you at this point. Unless that it's something like insane, a you know, significant amount of money. Right, right, right. They can do that even if they pull people over. I think Vice News did a piece about that like years ago. They could just oh, yeah. pull you over. Anything and over 10,000. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that's the most crazy fucking obscene law. The, the, the Dude, one so that's crazy. Ever- literally went down for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say it was harder getting the money back or harder getting the stuff there? Gosh, it probably, oof. I mean, I guess the stuff because it's bulkier, but you know, the money is just as, well, the money's the most important part. Um, and they come after that just as voraciously now. Like that's a strategy with drug interdiction. It's like, we're, we're going to locate drug money. Uh, so I, I'd say it's, it's, it's one and the same. Yeah, I, I'd say it's no different. And I think those guys were fucking up a little bit in the way they packaged the money. They weren't, you know, being as delicate with it because, it, but I'm just like, how can you, how can you think that like my dope, your dope is more important than my money? That's crazy. So I would have to like fly out there and like scream at these guys because I'm like this money, when I receive it in Oregon, it, it smells like you've been literally smoking a blunt and blowing the smoke all over the hundred dollar bills. Like this can't hold up. So I think it was probably, probably something like that happened. That you know? a lot of people keep their weed in the safe with the money yeah and they literally lock the safe yeah. with the money and weed in it and now the weed smells just like money I mean, or the money smells like weed sorry yeah yeah crazy yeah so wh- you end up getting charged by the state yeah what yeah. they hit you with just tax of it or- uh no they hit me with uh money laundering all kinds of money laundering bribery for when i tried to pay the cops off did that cost you more time or no they eventually dropped it they just, you know how it is with prosecution. They, they just, they, stack they, hit, they stack it like a hundred things. <laughs> like so you, maybe that's worth it. You look it. at your paperwork and you just want to pass out. You're like, I, I need four sheets just to fit all my charges. That's fucking crazy. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. It's kind of worth how, the How long were you sitting in jail for? I was sitting in jail for eight months. That's hard time, Bubba's. Eight months in the county jail. I did fucking four. That's just yeah. Crazy. That's a long time, sucks. man. I mean. I mean, a week Sucked. seems like a, a month. You said it, yeah, yeah. and you said a month, a month seems, seems like, like a year, dude. That, that's what we said, man. It was. Uh, I was watching people cut lengthy deals just to get out of there. Yeah, they've been in there a year, two years. Yeah, it's a torture. He's like, I just took fifteen years. I got to get out of here, man. I'm gonna, you know, it's like where was this? Fuck. This is in Brevard County, which is where Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. I can't imagine what those Florida county jails are like, dude. 
lot of good Get old boys. Yeah, a lot of good old boys like running the place. You know, big big I, hats with of, shit. There's every you know yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like so. Yeah. I, so you're sitting in there eight months. Did you get out and then get sentenced, or did you go straight? Like, or is no, that you, it? You, you did go, eight months you, and you, that was you, it. Yeah, you sign your plea deal, and then uh, no, I signed a deal for thirty six months, and I, I for money laundering, for money laundering and conspiracy. Yeah, to commit money laundering. Yeah. So Three I signed years. I signed my deal. Yeah, I signed my deal. And then they just ship you out. Sometimes sometimes if you're You in, feel like you got fucked on that? Mm, no. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. Because I knew that well, at the time I was like, Well, I'm gonna get good time, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming, you know, I didn't know what was what was ahead, what lay in store for me, but I was like, No, I mean I, f- I felt like I fucked up in letting them find all this money in the first place. Like I, I wasn't thinking like I got a bad deal. No, I was like, I fucked up, you know, and that's that's the more empowered way to think about it is like I fucked up and that's harder. It's and that applies to everything in life, you know, a relationship that fell apart, um, a business deal that went bad. It's, it's like putting it on yourself. There's nobody else to blame. Like the buck stops with me, but that's. That's the boss way to think about things. And so that was the hardest part. I didn't feel like I got fucked on the deal, though. No, 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 no. Especially seeing what other people were getting. I was like, damn, like, this is what a good lawyer gets you. We wasn't like it is now either. So and now they think what well, yeah, you had to convince them. 2010. Yeah. 2010. Yeah. That was early on. Things were still a little rough. There was only like Colorado was online. Oregon was like it was just starting where like there was a lot of states couldn't wait for people to send something out or get something out of that state. Like I remember Kansas had a lawsuit against Colorado just based on too many people leaving yeah. Colorado with weed. Right. Like, yeah. Money's yeah. what they want though. That's what yeah. they, they, cause they can take it and use it. Well, it's surprising weed? that they like yeah. got all your money, you signed it over and then they still hit you with, yeah. you know, was that the minimal mandatory or like what, how does that play out when the money laundering, did you learn a lot about it? Obviously. Well, well, the, the state is what originally you know the the state authorities local authorities are who originally arrested me so the 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 federal government supersedes the state and so they can just come and be like we want to we're literally taking this case so when they and they when they dropped it the da who was on it originally obviously wants it because he's like this is you know it's all politics they he, he wants stats he wants numbers he wants to make a big bust he probably wants to become a judge later or maybe a defense lawyer, right? A lot of prosecutors end up becoming the best defense lawyers. That was my lawyer, used to be a prosecutor. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, I know it seems weird, but it's they fucked. can the government can do whatever they want. That's yep. so fucked though. <laughs> like that's years of your life. They took years of your life away. Like years, years of you working. And towards. it's all for uh, a self goal. Yeah. Because you're just like, I want to be judge. So mm. mm-hmm. Tough, mm-hmm. very tough. You, you, and you. Yeah. Especially it's a lot like of those- the emperor days, like, like the Roman Emperor. Like, if you really think about it, though, <sighs> like even like sports and all, like everything, it's like, here's money. You're going to do this. Yeah. It's, and it's just like yeah. the same thing right here. It's like, here's your stats. Here's it. You know, they should well, give you, I want this. They should clap you on the back. They just took a million dollars from you. They should be like, thank you. I know, Have and they're, they're going to use like, it. Go, go out there. We'll go, go get us another million. Fucking <laughs> idiot. No, that's you know? literally what they're. They probably used it to just to buy more cool shit yeah. to take the next million off the next guy. 
Yeah, hundred percent. We got a brand new police cruiser, and that barely yeah. scratches the surface of it. Like if you think about like the, nah, prison, one the, the military one. or the prison industrial complex, oh, and the geez. you know I've talked to guys on my podcast uh, that, for instance, this dude Big Herc, he was locked up in Long I saw Park. Some of that one, yeah, and he was saying you know these big riot happened, like thirty people ended up getting stabbed, a few people got killed, so they locked the place down for like ninety days. And by the end of that 90 days, that means nobody's going to work. That means the factory that's there isn't producing any goods. And he was like, dude, they had to start letting people out because when the factory doesn't make money, they can't pay for all of their shit. And you're like, how the fuck is that possible? This is a federally run prison. My motherfucking tax dollars should be paying for this shit. Where's the money, cocksucker? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're so they're so this they're bleeding its graft. Slave so all, labor. All your tax money that's supposed to be funding these things. Think about it. The library, a lot the of them post are private. office doesn't make no a profit. A lot of them are private. It's on run the, by on my the, fucking tax dollars. But forget about the private private prisons. It's that yeah. that that's like a whole separate thing. Yeah. The public prisons are as money making as private prisons. So uh so you think about that. So you think about okay, this place is making profits from the companies that they partner with plus taking the tax dollars from the citizens to run the prison so it's like yeah you think about that and you're like damn i nobody should you get locked up for drugs you're playing their game mm -hmm. so yeah that's why i say i mean really like the only way to get out the only way to win in the drug game is by getting out yeah you know is by uh is by quitting while you're ahead you know so you were in the county and then you get shipped off after sentencing, take the deal and you go yeah. straight to. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they roll you up. They come, you know, you're, you're the, after you sign, they send you back to the county, you know, they ship you back, you go into court, you sign your paperwork, ship you back that night. They wake you up. They say, roll up. And you know, you say goodbye to your bunkies and <laughs> <laughs> you have your last meal, you play your last game of spades, and then uh and then they put you on the chain. Put you on the chain. Which and by then you're so happy. You're so happy to be leaving county jail. You're like, oh, I can't wait for prison. That is I wild. cannot wait for prison. That's why. And then you get like to prison that. and it's not that much better. You're like, this is fucked. It's way more work or what? In prison, it's yeah. like uh no, it's just the, the learning the politics is so exhausting and it's like it's like being at a new school. You don't want to get moved around a lot. Like that's it's really bad. Like when they move you around a ton, it's they do it on purpose because they think you're like a, an organizer or you're you know, you're causing trouble because then you hit a new yard, you don't know anybody, you don't know who's cool, who's a fucking killer, who who to talk to, who to stay away from. So you just have to relearn all that. And so that's that's the hardest part about prison is like learning, you know, and there's no way to know except unless you're already like plugged in, there's no way to know except by just just trial and error. And an error might, you know, cost you your life or a beatdown or whatever, you know. And do, you, do they put you with someone when you get there? Are you with or you have your own play, like cell? Yeah, well, they no, 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 no. You got you have a you have a celly. So even that, it's like God. I hope I get someone that's not for already sure. mad for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I talked. Uh, well, they Fuck. first sold me up with this guy. With he was like a, a sex offender, and I had no idea. I'm like, how do they how do they let this slip through the cracks? Because they send sex offenders to like their own yard. They're completely segregated. They had just let this guy like 
you know, fall through. They let him one pass through. So, uh, so they were like, you have to go handle this. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I walked in and I made the guy show me his paperwork and he was in there for like supplying drugs to a minor. So I'm like, oh, bro, don't make me like beat your ass. And he goes, don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to protective custody right now. And so he did a good thing for me. This guy, he went, he told the guard, Hey, this guy's threatening me. I'm scared. I, I got to go to the hole. Wow. And he looks at me, this fucking skinny, goofy kid. He's like, this guy's threatening you. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to fuck him up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. This guy's in danger. And, uh, and so he ends. Yeah. But, but you know, I appreciate that he did that because he knew like, if I didn't, if I didn't, you know, beat him to the point of death, like somebody else would have, and then they would have came and took, took care of me, you know? So then they moved me though. So then they still sent them, but then they sent me to isolation for like 10 days just for, just cause this guy said I was threatening him. Then they sent me back and sold me up with the guy, Jimmy, the guy doing life. And he was who I was with the rest of the rest of my time down it was pretty smooth from day one as far as with him as far as just yeah, like, hey, yeah, what's yeah, up, yeah, man? yeah 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 he was a good dude yeah that's yeah. crazy to say that right so you were at the same spot the whole bid uh no 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 I, I eventually got out of the max i was in and they they classed me down to a minimum which was like it was they sent me to this prison on the coast of oregon and it was basically like a camp you know like it had barbed wire around it but you could they would send people out to work every day you're playing basketball you're everybody there short timing you know and that was like the last like six months five months of my stretch so that was cool that was like okay you're out in nature you're everybody's relaxed you know there's barely any fighting so yeah what was that first place like yeah i mean the first play the max was that was uh the and how do you how'd you like your money on there and how the hell do you get it's wild well i was because i was fighting i in the county jail Ah. everything you do as soon as you go into the system follows you everything there's a number were yeah. you the same number in county as no no no, number no, no, changes, no. Right? no but your paperwork follows you from the county so i was getting in fights basically from day one in the county and um so by the time i got to coffee creek which is this prison where they sort you so every time and they do that in every state when you get locked up they send you to uh basically like a holding facility where they keep you until they decide which prison to send you to right so by the time I got there, I was already my, my security level. They looked at my paperwork and they were like, this guy's been in five fights. He's, he's a troublemaker. He's out of control. So that, that put me in like the highest like security level. So that's how I ended up. But it's like, I had no choice. I had to, I had to fade. As soon as you hit the county, you have to fade or you're going to be, you know, hang, you're going to have to go PC up. You're going to have to hang out with the fucking, with the creeps. So I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. There's no way I'm hanging out with these old pedophiles. You know what I mean? Like these 80-year-old men. Yeah, they got caught jacking off in the bushes outside of a school. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to fade. So it's like, and and people would just, people would would test you. Yeah, Yeah, especially when you're in there that long. Like, if you're only in there for a couple of weeks, you might have to just get in a fight your first night, and then then you're cool. But like, we would just... Every month, it'd be a new round of gangbangers that had to like earn their stripes and they would pick me out. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that because we're going to like, there's no, there's going to be no beatdowns here. It's going to be stand up fades. Mm-hmm. So every time you would do that, you'd go to the hole and then you'd fucking, you know, another, 
another strike on your on your paperwork. So damn, you got because you probably could have went straight to a camp. If not, probably, or at least, yeah, like at least like a medium a security. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. That, and like you said, at the end, you're what you're, you're hanging out, you're, you're playing sports, you're you yeah. know, got a job and shit. Yeah. They would send us out every now and then to like, you know, clean up parks and whatever, work in the woods, but you get off the property. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is huge. There was still people like trying to escape. <laughs> there would still be really? guys. I'm like, well, yeah. how fucking <laughs> retarded are you? You're getting out of here in six months. <laughs> Yeah, she's cheating on you. She's going to be cheating on you then when you get out. <laughs> you know, because guys would find out like their old ladies left them or they they would, you know, guys go crazy in there over like their their chicks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy, somehow he thought his girlfriend was cheating on him because she wasn't picking up the phone. And yeah, he just we, he went out to work one day and just didn't come back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you think he pulled up on her? Like, oh, oh yeah. you'll find out today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know, but he was only gone. He was only gone for a couple of days when they found him. Oh, they got his ass. Yeah. Right. And just give break. him another two years. Yeah. What do you miss the most while you're in there? Is there one thing that you're like, God, if I just had good food or God, if women were around, you know, it's just one thing that's always on your mind outside that if, they, Fucking, if I just probably had, being alone, that's what it is. is silence, it? silence. My God, dude, that's, that's totally true, man. I was, uh, it's all day, every day. It's just like a cacophony of noise. It's like being in an airport. It's just over the loudspeaker. Nuisance. Yeah, the fucking toilets going off, screaming, fighting, alarms. Yeah, that was the main, that was the thing. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation, and guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason, because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that, preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine, facility advisor, facility manager, overall the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas, uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again. And overall, at the end of the day, it's still really light on your wallet. It's a five-part nutrient line. And again, if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something, you don't even have to run flow with it. So at the end of the day, it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back. We wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing. Versatility, cost-effective, and quality. I mean, what else can you ask for? Drip Hydro, first smoke of the day, Blackleaf approved, peace. So we got a special offer for you guys. Whether you go in person or you order online, any grow generation, over 60 nationwide retailers, the code is FIRSTSMOKE10, and you're gonna get 10% off an additional 10% off your already discounted price. Use the code FIRSTSMOKE10. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you. They're gonna take care of you. Support the show, hop on the Patreon. We got new shows dropping, we got off the mic. We have so much stuff in store for you guys and stuff dropping every single week. Hop on the Patreon, first smoke of the day. New shows, checking in with Pack Odds and Blackleaf. We're doing a live each month and a lot of other shit. Off we the haven't mic. told you guys yet. Make sure you get on the Patreon. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Yeah, I remember the first day I got out. And I just got back to my parents' house and just closed the door to my old room and just sat there. 
It was like I couldn't handle it. It was so I was so like wired that it was like it was uh it was like an out of body experience to just have total silence. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. That's how you know like humans aren't meant to Humans aren't even meant to be living in big cities like LA or no. New York. Because <clears throat> I realized, because I lived in New York, I was like, oh, this is like prison. It's just a constant 24 hour noise infusion, like artificial noise, mm -hmm. and being around so many people that you don't know. It's like we're meant to be in like groups of like 150. Like that's well, biologically, we're, we're just. We're, we're meant to be in like small tribes. Yeah, we, see, we haven't even evolved past that, they said. <laughs> Social media now is fucking ripped that yeah. apart. Like, yeah. like communities and, you know. Yeah. But both sides, I mean, it's just crazy that, you know, you got a good run and then boom, you get hit with the money. You're doing your time and shit. Yeah. <clears throat> you're, and you going in and getting with the shot caller, I mean, like if for anybody that maybe has some shit coming up or had, you know, whatever, right? What's some advice? Like, what what are the survival strategies of like, yo, I'm gonna get through this. This is how you know what. Oh damn, you got a lot of you got a lot of people on on out on bail listening nah, to the show. Mean, we get a lot just, of people moving weed, uh, and the industry. Well, no, still just a lot a little, of hustlers, a lot yeah, of growers, a lot of yeah. people still in the game all Risking over it. globally. You know, I think what I mean? people that are selling weed. I mean, I can't imagine anybody's going away for a very long time. They're gonna have to go through the you know what I had to go through anymore. I mean, <clears throat> but I would just say like, uh, as on, what on if a, they hit them with money, you know? Yeah, the money. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, I would say, first of all, like you should be preparing for all of that and you should prepare, preparing for the day when it comes to an end because pretty much here. it's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. I think about that in sh like in show business, like with this show pop and I'm like, okay, but what, what's going to come next? Because, it's as hard as you, the faster you hit, the faster it's going to bring you back down to earth. So, or the harder it is to keep it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Climbing higher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I would say, like, if you're getting ready to go to prison, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know what you're going to prison for. You might deserve it. You know, <laughs> a lot of these motherfuckers really deserve to be in there. That's the thing yeah. when you get to prison. It's yeah, like you're, you're like old, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's you dude, fucked you, up. You talk to anybody who's been locked up, and they'll tell you they're like, <laughs> like at a boy, he locked up criminal, like armed robber, black dude from the ghetto, just had no chance. And he was like, oh yeah, no, no, no. I, if it were up to me, ten percent of America would be locked up. <laughs> it's like. It's like, it's, uh, yeah, it's so funny, but people like petition, they're like, let people out of jail, but no, you haven't been to jail. You haven't <laughs> been to jail. I mean, uh, we'd be fucked, huh? What's that? I said a lot of us would be fucked. Yeah, right, right. So, but, but definitely like for drug crimes, that's like over incarceration. Uh, but anyways, whatever, yeah. that's a whole political discussion. If you're getting ready to go do some time. I would say, you know, make the best of it, right? Like, like really well, use what would that you time. say is the most important thing though? Like, to, like who you, who you like hang with or like, what's like, Oh yeah, bro. Stay out of it. Stay the fuck out. Like, of how do you it stay neutral can. and shit? How do you just kind of just stay like on by your... having like a backbone, like being mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't bang. I don't, uh, I don't use drugs. I, I don't get into foolishness. Now I did all of that stuff. <laughs> so, but what's... I was, I was also kind of forced to and i won't give a lot of it away you can go listen to my show the connect but i also like had to put in some work 
for Jimmy because he was protecting me, you know? Um, but that was a pretty unique situation. I think for the most part, especially if you're short timing, yeah, just stay out of the bullshit. You know, like I, I made the most of my time because I, I like really focused my mind and thought about, okay, like I'm not, this is not my home. I'm just here passing through. And this is what I'm going to do when I get out. And I really focused my energy and my attention. And I learned meditation and I started doing stand up comedy in there. And I was like writing screenplays and all this shit. So it really, and when people see that, they usually leave you alone. Especially if you're like intelligent and you're articulate, they most people that are cool uh, actually admire that. They're like, "Yes, we're, we want you to get out of here. We want you to go home." And so, uh, some people don't like it, but as long as you're not involved in gang banging or drugs, the odds of you getting touched are pretty slim. So, I would say if you just like, if you just give respect and respect yourself. And carry yourself with, uh, you know, keep your head up. Never keep your head down. Always keep your head up. I think that's uh, that's just what human beings feel. They'll feed off that energy, and and you'll be okay. You know, but that's the main thing. Is like, what am I going to do different when I get out of here? Because something's going to have to change. Along along this path and story, because I see you down there in like Mexico and stuff with mm-hmm. your show. Yeah. Where does it like intervene into that? And like, what what was the thought of like, you know, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to go, you know, see what's what going on. What do you on. mean? What do you mean? Like just with the cartel and stuff. Like, Oh, how did this show evolve? Yeah. Um, did well, you ever go down there? <clears throat> no, I never went to Mexico uh, while I was uh, in the game. No, I never went to Mexico. Um, but you know, a t- like, you know, a ton about yeah how things work like even that village you were talking about like yeah on your show where it's like you know saying basically like how much they launder just in a yeah. day well the city of culiacan yeah yeah insane yeah. Probably, yeah you know like yeah yeah like it's, that's to wrap your head around that it's like you know that just to know that it's just like you're in tune like yeah you definitely yeah i'll, I'll let the, let the viewers know so there's this city called culiacan it's the capital of sinaloa state and that's where the sinaloa cartel is uh, that's the headquarters is culiacan and you know, Chapo was born just like in the mountains outside of the city, and it's it's I call it the Silicon Valley of drug trafficking. Like it is what Medellin, Colombia was to cocaine in the eighties, <clears throat> and uh, except they're way more powerful now than Medellin ever was. And so it was interesting to me. I'm like, okay, this is so funny that like I used to buy weed from these Sinaloans from this city who migrated north and set up these big grows, and they don't really do that as much anymore, like hardly at all actually, but. I was like, let me go, let me go down here with this show, my new YouTube show, and like, let's make an episode here. Let's see who we can talk to. Which is fucking, that's yeah, ballsy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was what uncomfortable. What you're doing is like, I was uncomfortable. I watch and I'm like, <laughs> I watch and I'm like, you know, they might want to talk to you. Your show, <laughs> they might yeah, show get sent between so many people that are in the You'll business. You'll be surprised. Like, really? You'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we put up we put up this clip of. Um, this guy who was taking us around, he's like a trap rapper down there in Sinaloa. Mm-hmm. They call it Trapteño. And he's really dope, actually. A really good guy. Um, and he brought us to this one tiny little section of the city. Uh, it's like three blocks long. And it's just one after the other, these small little money exchange places. So you can take dollar bills and go exchange it for pesos or vice versa. You can take pesos, go exchange it for dollar bills. And he's like, yeah, this is how they launder this is how they launder the money. And while we were there, we saw a kid hop off of a, uh, you know, like a street bike and bring up like a 
a like a grocery bag full of money and drop it off to like some bored woman behind this little counter of a stand and just ex- drop dollar bills just exchanging it for for pesos and he said just in this one little section they estimate that they launder 7 million dollars a day in this one little section of a city yeah so that's a billion and a half a year and that's just one little section of a of an entire city so yeah, it's wild. It's, it's wild. Like a village too. You guys got to go check it out. Check out his show, The Connect. Yeah, the yeah, Connect. Got to. Yeah, yeah. So we dope. were just like, up uh, in the Tenderloin of San Francisco last weekend, uh, going around, you know, interviewing like fentanyl addicts and ooh. and you know people like social services that work with the fentanyl addicts and shit because to we actual fentanyl like they're yeah, hooked yeah, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. fentanyl and we interviewed oh, a guy yeah. like smoking meth and shit. It was mm-hmm. and you know these drug dealers and shit like on the corner, you know, some shit that's like another world right i guess it's kind of like skid row here but it anyways it's a great look at because that shit comes from sinaloa so we were just in mexico you know interviewing guys that own fentanyl kitchens in apartments throughout that city and you're like three thousand miles later here it is on the streets of the richest city in america san francisco california and it's like you know, just turns thousands of people just zombies. Yeah, into zombies. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was really interesting. It's so that's kind of dead. the shit that we're trying to. You know, I don't really know where the show's going. To be honest, we're just going to these interesting places that we think we can get access to. Like, you know, these cool interviews. When you finish a day like that, interviewing people like that, you got to decompress a little bit, or how do you? You know, does that burden your? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. But I don't know. I'm able. I'm. I'm always in work mode, so I'm just thinking. Do we have the shot? I'm thinking, <laughs> do we get all the footage? So I'm thinking Mission it's, based. it's a very selfish thing. Like whatever Vice News, whatever, you know, that guy with, uh, you know, soft white underbelly, Mark Lacia, he films, yeah. you know, a bunch of homeless people around here. It's all very self-serving. Mm-hmm. It's all, yes, it's interesting, but we are exploiting these people for views. It is what the fuck it is. So, yeah. so do, what, yeah. what do you think about uh, Chapo's sons getting into uh, medical marijuana? They're trying to do their well, own that's we were. We did an episode about that on the Connect so down there. Dope. Yeah, so we were in these grow houses down there. Uh, and you can see How us. Are they? We're like passing around like an Uzi. <laughs> like in the... Yeah, we realize YouTube won't let us put that up. So go to the <laughs> Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Connect Show. Um, but it's wild. No, the bud's really good. I mean... May I look at this? Yeah, yeah go absolutely. for it. I'm trying to compare, like, they got people in LA. What type of strains? So they know, like, there's, you know, there's definitely LA market guys. Well, they got people all over the Wait, globe. what do you mean? The cartel? For, yeah, to where they know, like, okay, we need to get the right lights yeah. in the right setting. Yeah, Here's yeah, what yeah. the grows look like. Yeah. Now we need to take it down there. Right. And they got warehouses. Yeah, they don't have bud like this down here yet, yeah. but they have what I would call, like, really good, uh, really good outdoor. You know, they have weed that what looks... Type of, what type of weed do they say? Fuck, I don't know. Like they brand it all. You know, I, I, like, I don't Who know. I kind of shit. Yeah, mixing and matching. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But, but they have like, you know, they sell in dispensaries. It's all branded. It looks like it, they, they, all over Culiacan, they have these dispensaries that look like you're in LA. Wow. Well, yeah. They got the gummies and the pre-rolls and the edibles. And it's very consumer friendly. Ordinary people are going up in there. How was it what, during your stay down there? Where you, you know, I, I know you're like focused on getting shit done, but yeah. like, how how was it? You know, just yeah, were you was, sketched out or were you chilling? Uh, no, I mean, like, I didn't think that we were in real danger of like being killed 
because this cartel is so strong in Culiacan that like there's not really going to be there's going to be no gang war. It's no, a very no safe city. There. There's really Isn't no crime. Funny how that works? Yeah, it's crazy. Like you know, there's You'll no homeless killed. people. There's yeah, no, they'll kill you for se- selling fentanyl. Wow. Yeah, they, if they're they in like, there doing a crime, you're they're dead. like fentanyl is only for export. If you're caught selling it, it's instant death. So the cartel has their own rules. They are pretty much the law down there. And, you know, it's complicated, but that's more or less they they own the city. So I, I knew that we I knew there was a good chance we were we were making it out of there. No guarantees. <laughs> what do you think about going back a, a few times? Like Fuck no. Okay. No going back I'm at no all. No going back there. Okay. No. Once? No, no, no. Not even no, once. I don't think so. I won't go back to I won't go back to Sinaloa, but I you know, I go back to like nice Mexico. But no, it's it's not. Oh, I don't know. I, I walked away with a bad taste in my mouth. I guess seeing kind of how the cartel is, I I walked away not liking the cartel. To be honest with you, overall, I understand it. I I think congratulations for like making this industry that employs a lot of people and and a lot of you know they're building tons of real estate in Sinaloa and there's car dealerships everywhere and it's like. I know that supports a lot of business, but at the end of the day, yes, they push poison on Americans. Uh, they don't give a shit. They're almost happy about it. They're proud about it. And furthermore, um, the worst part to me was like, I'm like, oh, this is everybody has to kind of submit to the will of the cartel. I don't, and I didn't like that. Like there were so many shots where they'd be like, you can't film this, you can't film this. Like they didn't even want us filming like in the city, like at these money laundering places. And I don't like that. I don't like being told what to do. So it's uh, it's not good when the cartel is the government, the government's, but, but that's because they're, but they exist because the Mexican government has just failed so miserably that the cartel has to step in and they run things better. But it's still like, it's still a dictatorship. And the whole time I was down there, I was asking, you know, our guide and our translator, I'm like, what if? I'm just a guy in Culiacan, Sinaloa. I'm a Mexican guy. I'm working for these cartels. I'm ambitious. I'm hungry. I'm really good at my job. I want to go form my own shit. Uh, can I do that? And basically, the answer is no. And I'm like, well, that's on some bullshit because that's not really drug dealing. It's, it's monopolization. And I don't like that either. So, um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I wouldn't go back there and, you know, plus their fucking women are ugly. Sorry. It ain't Sorry. Columbia. Yeah, it ain't Columbia. It ain't Columbia. Ooh. We will be going back to Columbia. <laughs> uh, we're going there next month. Damn. But no offense oh, wow. to Mexican women, yeah, Sinaloa yeah, women. No. You're, you're, you're lovely people. Mexicans are lovely people. But they kept bragging that they had the hottest women in Mexico, in Culiacan. And I saw not one. Yeah. So it's like, I love having pride in your, have your cartel. But you know what I mean? Like you don't have, you can't have it all. You can't have everything. So it's so, um, but yeah. So I know I won't be going back to that area of Mexico. I don't think. Because yeah, why test man. fate? Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah that's how I feel. Exactly. It's like if you went down there once, you probably left like, all right, cool. We're out. Yeah, you know, we like, got it. That. We got it. And yeah. we're not vice. I don't want to interview some guys in the mountains with fucking, you know, these little yeah. Sicarios. Because I know how it is. Everybody's on drugs. You know, everybody's sniffing Coke to stay awake. It's just a very boring fucking existence. Sucks that people have to live that way. You know? Yeah, it's wild. It's pretty yeah. fucked up. You yeah. talk about a few stories. America's story. the best, bro. America's <laughs> the best. You could fucking you you make a bunch of money independently. Uh nobody's gonna kill you probably. 
if if they do, you were fucking up. But there's nobody who's going to tell you that you can't sell. You can take money. You can roll it into legal businesses. Man, I'm bullish on America, dude. Yeah. So bullish on America. I'm bullish on America. I love it. You got a few clips where you're talking and and an episode where you're talking about, I think, going on to Colombia and meeting someone of a cartel boss and shit like that. Colombia is way better. Was that pre your... It was kind of in the middle of it. Like I would just get burnt out on like, I would get burnt out on my operations sometimes and I would just take like extended vacations and I would leave the business to my basically like calling the CEO or the the president. I was the founder. I leave it to the president and he would keep operations moving. Yeah. And I would go to Columbia just because that's where we wanted to launder a lot of money through because it was starting to blow up back in, you know, 2008, 2009. It was starting to blow up as like this like tourist place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody was forgetting about the old, the bad old days, right? Of Pablo Escobar and all that shit. So we, we went down there. I went down there and, you know, I immediately fell into like all this foolishness. I was buying bricks of Coke for like 2000 bucks, literally think about that. And just, you know, just to make my money back from the trip, I, you know, and I started like dishing that out to like tourists and shit like that, you know, fucking silly shit. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, but that was like that was like easy because it's much more like it's much freer down there. Like Colombians are like, yeah, yeah it's just, we want to sell you the good coke. You're tourists, we like tourist money, you know. Um, you can go. I, I told the guy because the guy from Mex, the guy that I was buying weed from, knew this Colombian in Medellin, and so he was like, you should look this guy up when you get there, and so. <laughs> I went originally just went there to buy some weed. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And, and he had just kilos of weed, just pressed brick weed. Mm-hmm. Not pretty good weed, too, by the way. And I was like, how much for a, a, a brick of this? And, and he, he told me the, the peso amount, and I ran the numbers. It was like 50 bucks American. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, just like give me five of them. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Like, I'll just throw it away. I don't even, whatever, dude. That means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, Coca? And I was like, well, how cheap is that? Yeah, give me some of that shit too. And yeah, so I did the translation and it was about, I think 2200 for a brick was the going rate while I was down there. So I was like, yeah, just give me a kilo and let me see if I can like, let me see if I can get it off just to like white people. You know what I mean? Just to people, just to basically tourists and shit and fucking, you know, turn it around like that. Just mm-hmm. gave it to a bunch of the fucking Australians. They could sniff up a key in like two days. These animals. And so <laughs> the fucking Europeans are the worst. They're the biggest degenerates. And they pay triple. Oh my God. Yeah. They were like they were like $20 for a gram. I pay 400 in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I, I would buy a gram for like two bucks and sell it for 20 and just, you know, got it off like that. Um, but I was basically I was I I went there to 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 find property to buy. That's what really what I was there for. You were looking into a hotel. I, I remember yeah you yeah yeah. So I was trying to buy like yeah that was like the first investment. And then the idea was like I was going to buy like one in every city because I saw all these like different tourists and shit coming to like Cali and Medellin and Cartagena and you know all these little places in between. And I was like, I can cater this to tourists. Like I know how to like market and you know we'll do these stupid gimmicks. Maybe we'll sell drugs through the hotels, right? That's a, I had a buddy Love that it. did that. Love I had a buddy it. that did that. It's, yeah. it's nothing. And you just pay the cops off every week. Nothing dramatic, right? Yeah. Like that was a good, I think I was, I was 
I really was on to something there. I <laughs> regret sure. not, not being able to get into that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so that's kind of why. So yeah, so I would bounce back and forth uh, from Columbia during, the, during this time. Do women, yeah. so now the money and the drugs are coming into play and now you're down there enough time. Do the women start to come into play as well? Well, I've always been kind of tall and handsome. So yeah. I'm just kidding. The, the tall, certainly. Um, but no, I never, I never cared about, I never cared about like pussy or anything like that. I was never, I was never, I was always very like, I really was not, uh, I was very Northwest and white boy about the way I spent money and act mm -hmm. behaved. I, even when I was like rich, I didn't, uh, I didn't really get down like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, I was always, I was almost like embarrassed by like the power of money mm. in a weird way. I still am. I'm still embarrassed by like any kind of success I get. You know, it's like the Irish in me, right? Like I never really feel like uh, I really never. I don't feel like I'm worthy. Like I, I just want to be like normal. So yeah, but uh, you know, whatever. Women, there's always women. Yeah, Who cares about women. No, I, but, I just ask that because I'm like next thing you know, you're looking around like, man, I might have to see, marry one. Man. Yeah, well, for sure. You and know, that's what like, people woo. go down there for, and that's you know, people do that all now. Yeah. It's like that's what everybody you see so many gringos in Colombia now just like marrying you know basically prostitutes I like what you said though you're like every woman now I think is what you said has an Instagram it was someone was explaining like uh it was you know what it was it was it was Tate and he was like I went to like Lithuania he's like the, in the middle of nowhere right he's like to some little city that you name he's he's like and the girl had 400,000 followers he's like the days yeah. of like going down to Colombian or right. going down to South America and find and being like oh she's not Americanized we're gonna bring he's like that shit's way over yeah. he's like the Instagram ruined everything around the world Talk about for Andy that. Tate? yeah uh -huh. yeah yeah I, <laughs> I listen to him sometimes just talk about yeah, he's funny I like him right I like him um yeah that that is true that is true yeah um yeah you can't find like the hottest girl in every any city anymore just by being American, no. like it's it's they they really yeah it's totally everything's so globalized and international yeah and uh, but it really is like ruined Colombia in my opinion in many ways I was down there a couple of years ago and we're going back next month but yeah like the the money and the the, the you know the open prostitution oh. and the and the drugs yeah uh, have caused such an influx of tourists that I feel like Medellin is almost like uh, the Cabo of south america now it's just like you see these disgusting fucking people from holland what do you call those dutch people just stumbling <laughs> down the street like well put up like red light district yeah, stuff. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just kind of like gross but now what they're starting what's starting to happen is these because nothing things haven't gotten better for the people there as you might imagine the people who actually are from there so they've started robbing these motherfuckers like if you're a dumbass tourists coming to Medellin to just like fuck everything that moves there's these gangs of women now who will lure you on tinder or meet you at a bar and they'll either drug you with this shit called scopolamine it's uh they call it the devil's breath and it's just oh, like you could just like put a little bit of dust this. in there and, and you'll have full auto you, you, you'll have full mobility but you'll be blacked out this shit's so, scary yeah exactly so my boy got robbed in a similar way totally deserved it though and and they take and yeah and they just vic these these idiots that don't know where they're at have no respect for where they're at and that's just become a business for them and why and why shouldn't it you yeah. know they're like oh so, they want to come down here and basically yeah. you know take from us here so i go. never acted like that i never certainly not in the business it, it's like respect 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 well, when, I'm in, when i'm in mexico and sinaloa when i'm in colombia i'm just dull you're just as a gringo you're just 
doling out money because mm-hmm. that makes everything move and it makes sure that you're yeah. like you become indispensable because you're the golden goose so they're like don't touch this guy you know what i mean yeah yeah so i never acted like that what's interesting with like spanish families especially traditional is usually then they'll be like come eat dinner with us did yeah. that happen a lot to you when you were like traveling or anything? yeah for sure you just end up bizarrely in the you know the household of some you know some guy who's like a rancher and you know he owns this big finca finca is, is what they call uh, like a farm down there mm. and uh because my boy he met it's a long fucking story but i ended up at yeah with the a couple of girls and my buddy and i ended up with these girls and we were in yeah, like this, this, this like hacienda of a house, you know, beautiful, like out of the show Narcos, right? Wow. Just like gorgeous fucking Colombian, uh, you know, stucco roofed property. And, you know, they've got an armed guard uh, around, uh, you know, the compound and shit. And, uh, you know, I'm drinking like Johnny Walker blue. Like that's a Colombian drinking that shit. That's like a one gulp is like a month's salary for most people down there. You know, just shit like that. Bizarre. And you don't even know how you got there. And the next thing you know, you fucking, you're, you're fucking his daughter. And, <laughs> and then he gets, he got killed. You know, this particular Ooh. guy, like he was a money. He was, and she was telling us, he was like, yeah, my dad knows the president of Columbia. And he's friends with like the soccer coach of the national team. Yeah. And he knows. And so everybody in the oligarchy knows each other. He knows the guy that, you know, like created uh whatever, like the mm-hmm. biggest, like, uh, industrialist down there he owns all the factories right and you know this guy en- ends up getting whacked and turns out he's like laundering money for the cartels and he's playing both sides right Damn. it's like so yeah so, so so it's a line between like you come crit- on another trip though like, yeah he's dead yeah 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 no <laughs> so it was literally like a month after we left and he was yeah this guy was uh yeah yeah but 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 my point is like the the line between like criminality mm-hmm. Like drug dealing and like elitism go hand in hand down there. Whereas down here, you know, in the first world, it's a criminal business. It's first, you know what I mean? You're always in the shadows. Um, not to say there isn't high level criminality in other ways, right? That's involved with right. the US government um, and elites. But yeah, down there, it's, it's wild. Like in, in, in Sinaloa, for example, the way they fund a lot of Coke deals, we learned, uh, you know, say I'm a guy from one of the families down there. And I want to import, let's say, like a ton, 2,000 bricks from Colombia. Well, I'm not going to use all my money, right? I'm going to go raise a fund. Like, I might use a million of my money, but I, I, I'm going to go raise the other four. And so I'll go to a guy that owns a big uh, tomato export business, because that's what they do down there. It's a big tomato and onion export industry. I'll go to you and say, you don't want to know. That's how they speak down there. You don't want to know. But I got a really good investment. It's twenty percent return. I need two million bucks, cash, and you, this legit person, will do it. You might even go to a doctor, right? You'll go to uh, you know the head of the uh, chamber of commerce, and so you rate. It's like a real estate deal, mm-hmm. right? It's like investing in or, or investing in a stock or a company, and if the the load makes it, you IPO and you get a good return. So yeah, how fu- fucking wild is that? You have fucking kids at home getting their parents to invest in their fucking yeah. operation. Yeah, cool, and yeah. take it to a new. No, you never talk about it. You, they never yeah. talk about it. Like, That's what and, I'm and saying. They don't have to get their hands dirty, and it's like they go to these elite parties, and they're fucking racist. You know, they look down on the browner people. It's usually the whiter, the whiter people, right? These are the elites in Mexico and Colombia, and it's like 
It's the poor brown kids that end up being the hitmen and, you know, getting killed and shit. Damn. Yeah. It's crazy because you think it's just America, but it's like racism Uh, across the world. It's tough to hear that. That's rough. Yeah. 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 First day out of jail. America's one of the least racist countries. Hate to say it. It's a fact. And it's not to say there's not a lot of racism, but man, this, you just travel. Mm -hmm. Go, go see some shit. You know, people that are uh, go to France cheering AOC <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, still wearing a mask. Just, yes, go to France mm-hmm. and see how the other side lives in France. And you come back to America and you're like, you almost, I'm almost in tears every time I come back to the States, dude. I'm telling you, that's what travel does. Even when I come back from Canada, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, get me home. Get me within the walls. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, first day out, and you said you can't. You you basically went back to your parents' house. They cook you a home cooked meal, or do you guys? We go went. Out? Got. We went to. We stopped actually in Eugene, which is where I went to school, which is where I got basically started really That's selling trippy. drugs. Yeah, right? I was back in my back old turf, start. and because it was like on the way home to Portland from this prison, and yeah, we stopped and we got like my favorite pizza. Yeah, and I just went home and yeah, just went to you know sat in silence and just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I just your slept whole plan, in. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, head, yeah. Like, yeah. My plan to- was to. My plan was to because I had a little bit of money they didn't find. That's a bit long gone now. But uh, my plan was to like move to L.A. and like get into show business. Yeah, and I did that within like the first six months. You know, I never looked back. How so, do you know inside of you? Like you're a pretty funny guy, bro. Like just to be honest, like you have a natural comedy. How did you feel that? And you were like, all right. I'm going to get into comedy. I, I actually, even though I was like doing stand up in prison, I thought I was going to be like an actor or like, I wanted to be like an auteur. I wanted to like write my own movies mm-hmm. and like star in them and shit. You know, I would look at like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, what they did with, uh, with, um, good will hunting. hunting. Yeah. Which you go back and you watch it. What a piece of shit that movie is. Yeah. But, uh, it's okay. But like Robin Williams make you cry, bro. Check out them apples. <laughs> like, yeah. what kind of dialogue is this? Nobody fucking talks that way. You'll be fucking sweeping my floors, dude. Shut the fuck up. Your accent's dumb. Suck my dick, New England. You want to be New York. It's not going to fucking happen. Um, no, 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 no. But, but like, I, that's what I wanted. I was kind of like mm-hmm. inspired by that. And then, but, you know, quickly I got to Hollywood and realized, oh, this is just another system. This is just another matrix. And You're it's on a that dime. Andrew Tate talk. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bought a Bugatti. Yeah. I bought a Bugatti. And, and you I realized Hollywood is another matrix. Um, <laughs> no, I realized that you got to have five Bugattis. Um, no, I realized that, oh, I'm at the, I got in at the wrong time. Right. It would have been like trying to smuggle weed in 2016. Like ah, I'd missed it. Like I got here in 2012 and I realized, oh, very quickly, like within a year of just like, you know, going to acting classes and mm-hmm. you know, talking to producers, pitching scripts and all that shit, talking to agents. I'm like, oh, this is this is the old way is almost dead. And by 2019, it, it, the Internet had completely, almost completely obliterated what used to be the business of television and film. So I, I, I buy, yeah. So by 2013, 2014, I was like, Oh, I don't want to be doing this because there's not a lot of money in it. And you just can't be free. You can't be free because when you write a script, when you want to be an actor or director, you have somebody telling you what to do constantly. There's so many people saying, no, we can't put this in. We can't put this in. But, and also by this time, this like politically correct shit was already encroaching this PC, PC movement. 
So I was like, where can I really just be free? And that was like stand-up comedy. I would go to these acting classes and I would just break, I would break the scenes. I would just and, and break off and just improv and I would kill. It reminded me of being in prison, doing these talent shows. And I was like, oh, I could, maybe I could do stand-up. Maybe that'll lead to something. And then I started doing stand-up and I never looked back. And I saw like what Rogan was doing with like podcasting. And I was like, oh, there's also real money in it. So I can do something that I love, like it truly like I'm actually, I think, pretty good at and like I can de- dedicate myself to for decades and make potentially a lot of money at it. So that's that's kind of how that's what led me to that. Man, fire. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy that you got your start in fucking prison. Yeah. That's it's the hardest. It's pretty what, what do you wild. think about that crowd? Like easy to easier or harder? Um <laughs> <laughs> easier, right? It's funny. You, just it's like fuck. you fucks were laughing. I can't anything. believe I fucking did that. Yeah, no, no, no. It was really they were the best audiences <laughs> yeah. if you brought it. Yeah. Wow, they were the best audiences in prison if you fucking brought it. If you went up there being like self-deprecating or you weren't on, you mm-hmm. didn't have your shit together. The, uh, fights would break out. Like, like I remember this old <laughs> man that. with a guitar went up there and tried to like do his like little like give his little tune, and he and he was like. Like, I think like he, he forgot his pick or he didn't take long enough to like get to the fucking harmony of it. But they like started throwing oranges at him. So I was like, and I had to follow that. And I was just like, oh, fuck, dude. He ran up there. First of all, I immediately just started attacking. I would go into like attack mode. And, and I didn't even know these were bits at the time. But that kind of like, yeah, it, that still to this day uh kind of dictates how i write like i have to get to the punchline immediately mm. like immediately i have to get to something uh you know and that's and that's just kind of you see my performance like there's always even if i'm telling a story there's always like jokes peppered in like i don't let any i don't really let any air in and I, i've had to learn to like let go and like let it breathe a little bit that's kind of been my evolution but that comes from prison it comes from like you know, because you just feel the restlessness after five seconds if you don't have something. Straight you know, up. You would see these black guys be back. There, it's huh? tough. Tension. Man. You hear a lot of, man. You know, a lot of that. So, whew, that yeah. That tension builds quick, huh? Yeah. I basically started out doing black shows. That's how, wow. that's how the career started. When, you know uh, I mean? when you had the little fight breakout or whatever, what happened at your stand-up? Oh, yeah. That was my first viral video. This has 13 million views now. I saw it. It came up on my YouTube and I'm yeah. like, oh shit. Insane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Heckler. Yeah. Fucking so, heckler. I don't know why I still do these shows, man. I'm just addicted, like to just I'm just addicted to stand up still. I just can't I don't say no to anything. That's the problem. That's I'm starting <laughs> to finally say no to things. Which you were about means, to say no today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was about to say no. I was about to say no. I was about to say no and I can't I had say to bring no. it back to like, no, it actually wasn't we totally like, my oh, fault. No, you did. I and thought I, I fucked up. And immediately and I, like, I saw no. that and I was like, well, I owe these guys. So <laughs> I um, so I I was just getting mm-hmm. fucking heckled by two people at like a ghetto ass show that I shouldn't have been doing. You know, these guys, I was joking. I'm like, did LA County just let everybody out and ship them immediately here? Like, what's <laughs> oh, going on? Someone really did just get out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it was like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I uh so I was getting heckled by this one dude who I was actually scared of, but I was handling it like a pro. I'm glad like I didn't break down and like fucking say the N-word or just or you know, start screaming at people. Like I was funny about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was I was proud of myself for that. But so this guy ends up, this guy gets up and leaves. So I was like, 
<laughs> now I have the bitch made motherfucker heckling and this guy is going to be lunch. This guy ain't shit. And so he was just making himself look like a fucking fool. And I was just jujitsuing him, just laying him. That's what good crowd work does. It, it just lays the guy down like good crowd work off from like a drunken fool mm-hmm. is the easiest thing because everybody hates that guy. Everybody's rooting for you. All you got to do is just kind of get out of the way. Jujitsu, let him fall on his own weight. And he's making himself look so dumb, but I could tell he's like shaking his leg and the, and the stage is like from like me to, he's almost like from me to the producer. Like that's how close he is. And I was like, damn, this, I remember saying at one point, and I was, by the way, I had just taken an edible too. So I was like, what's going on? So I, <laughs> I did not have my defenses on. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, my reaction speed was slow, but I was like, it feels like I'm back in prison and a riot's about to break out. And he goes, I never even fucking been to prison, man. And I was like, well, that's because you snitched. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. Oh, and then that later, my black friend was like, that's like saying, that's like calling him the N word. That's yeah. just one step below. Calling a black guy a snitch in public mm-hmm. but clearly he snitched because that was his like trigger word so he knocks this fucking drink over and he rushes the stage and i was like this motherfucker is not really about to do this and he was like this like five he was like a tiny little guy and he grabs me by the fucking and that's what you see in the video you see mm-hmm. him like pulling pulling me off stage and i start grabbing him around the neck and that's when the cameras go off thank god because like i put him in a headlock and we just crashed it was like an old school brawl and i just <laughs> crashed him through the table we broke, we broke a table. Wow. It was wild. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so Went I'm like putting WCW. him in a headlock. He's on top of me, and, uh, and I, pull his, I pull his hoodie over his head, and I try to like hockey punch him, and he's I'm, I, have duck crowd, his ass? I have the crowd so much on my side that they ran over and started like stomping this dude. Wow. They started like kicking the shit Hell out of him. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, so whatever, but you know, but uh, you know, they come in, and they, they, they bounce him, and they throw him out of the joint. The whole so. time it's going on, you start to get fucked with by that. Did you guy? get back up there, you close it. No, out. no, no. You're I was done. like, ah, that's that's the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the show. Oh, I think that's, that's a mic drop. Yeah, that's a mic drop. That's yeah, it for tonight. You can't follow that. No, yeah. you're like the table's gone, the drinks are gone, and the guy's gone. Mic drop. I'm out. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Give us a breakdown because I like how you did it. Um, on your Patreon, what, yeah. what you got going on? It's like one's mm-hmm. a hustler, a kingpin. What? Oh yeah, it's just the pusher categories. Four ninety nine. If you pay ninety nine, nine ninety nine. It's the kingpin category. So we just kind of like, and they get to. You well, got a little group that maybe comes to your shows or gets access. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Patreon. That's just for because we show a bunch of shit. We film a bunch of shit that we can't show on YouTube. We're oh. finding like like it's a nightmare. I don't even want to talk about that. It's it's you know they they don't want to give us a lot of love so. They'll straight up age restrict us if we show like pot or fucking guns or anything like that. So yeah, you can just see all that if you sign up for the premium or else we'll just we'll just uh, blank it out on the videos. Yeah, and we do a bunch of cool stuff over there. So if you're listening and you love the content, mm-hmm. yeah, go check the show out first. Go subscribe. Listen to some stuff. If you like it, we put out and we do a ton of bonus content. We do bonus episodes. Um, yeah, we do behind the scenes uh, footage. We do interviews with people. Um, you know, we interviewed Roger Reeves, who was Pablo Escobar's cocaine pilot. Great interview. So, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Well, I, that's that's going to be behind the paywall. That's mm-hmm. going to be. We'll release teasers of it, but you know, that's pretty much going to go on Patreon. So if you like that, he's yeah. a hell of a storyteller. Isn't oh he? yeah, he's great. It was four hours we did. Fucking yeah. crazy. So so we're gonna. That's gonna be in two parts. So that'll be on Patreon. Yeah, we interviewed a girl who was like a female pimp. So we're doing all these like 
we're doing all these really like cool interviews and that'll all be on Patreon. So yeah, if you want to go, it's, it's a great way to support, you know, support what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You get demonetized. I'm sure hell of times, right? Yeah. From YouTube. So it's like, no yeah. matter you have a half a million subs or a million subs, yeah. if you're demonetized, you make zero money off YouTube. I know it's crazy. I know. I know. So we have to rely talk, on sponsors talk about, and shit. Talk about that accolade. Three months. Ooh. Yeah. 500,000 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? God, fuck, dude. Because that's, I mean, that's super uncommon. Super yeah, rare. yeah, I guess Even so. for like super popular Bro. people that are already popping. Right. They can't, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like almost mm -hmm. like you, you hack the algorithm. Like you mm -hmm. literally like. I have no idea. I think it's like, I think it's how it's shot. I think it's, you know, the editing. Um, I think compelling shareability. Yeah, I think it's uh, for sure. Yes, people shared it a lot. It was a <laughs> YouTube Shorts. It was just a combination of all that. I think it was just kind of a niche too. I think it was I saw these guys talking about prison, these prison shows, but it was always like not very accessible to like common people. I think who like want to know more about it. They want to know like details. <laughs> nobody gives details. They just say like the day to day. Yeah, nobody gives details about even vice news you know they're not really doing it they're a, not really explaining how the cartels are they want to like sensationalize it they want to talk about they're just telling you it's they're they're not they don't know the questions to ask because they just don't they never lived it and so the fact that i lived it i think kind of gives me like a more gives me a little more credibility so i think people appreciate that so I think maybe that's how I just knew the questions to ask. I knew the details to talk about that, you know, you can't know if you haven't lived it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I think maybe that helped a little bit, perhaps, you know, Absolutely. for sure. Does. You got to get lucky. You throw enough shit at the wall. Something's going to hit. Something's going to stick. What, what's the what's the goal moving forward? Yeah. Goal moving forward is I just want to keep building. And then, you know, we're going to drop a stand up special that I'm trying to film inside of a prison for the inmates. You know, That's so fucking dope, bro. Yeah, so yeah. I'm hoping to drop that later in 2023. So yeah, I want to keep doing this. I want to perfect the the travel, what I call travel episodes. So I want to really turn this almost into like an Anthony Bourdain of the drug culture. So we want to. The idea is to like to really kind of turn this into like a travel show, to like a, a vlog and a documentary on these different places. Um, and yeah, and then and then people who like comedy you know you know shoehorn this into like a comedy a comedy podcast like create something out of that from the stand-up because that's really what I, I am at the end of the day as a stand-up comic so you know come out and see me uh when i'm in your town i think that's the goal ultimately and you're based out of la yeah okay yep. cool yep. so people can get at you here yeah yeah i'm performing tonight i'll be at the hollywood improv you know i know this doesn't come out tonight but you can go to you know i'm always at the comedy store in the improv you can go to uh, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Johnny Mitchell. I'm always posting about my shows. Go to johnnymitchellcomedy.com to you know uh, get updates on when, when I'm going to be in your city. And uh, yeah, go subscribe to the Connect on YouTube. The Connect with Johnny Mitchell that'll pop right up. We've been you loving I mean? it, man. Thanks, it gets, man. It gets sent dope. from all kinds of guys, and I'm like, oh, oh I thanks, bet this dude, dude would love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was a lot of fun. I do a lot of shows, and uh, they most of them suck, you know. But you guys really got something good happening here. Thank you, brother. Yeah, Thank most you, bro. people are Appreciate bad you. at what they do. Don't forget that. Mm. Most people don't do what they do well. We've been seeing this with, or they didn't pick what was meant for them type shit. Like, yeah, right. They didn't pick what yeah. they're good at. Yeah, yeah. They pick up what they suck at. People don't want to come to grips with not being good at something that they like to do. 
right? Ooh. I loved playing basketball. That's like I thought I was going to be in the fucking NBA. Tall, but I'm it's tall like as shit. Like me, it's like yeah, it's thrown right, out. Right, right. You wanted it's to be a mixed picture. martial artist, right? <laughs> yeah. And you had, to, you had to accept that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so, so when you uh, when you can find something that you like, but that you're also good at, Ooh. that can turn into a passion, and you have meaning in that. You know what I mean? So people don't motherfuckers don't want to accept that life is unfair. And that um, things are unequal, right? Because if they could, if they could accept reality, they could then create a reality for themselves. So I had to accept that I couldn't be uh, like this, like corporate comedian. So I once I accepted that, uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna go be this outlaw comic, and you know, like the Legion of Skanks or like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz, right? Like these. These outlaw guys, like I really leaned into that. I leaned into the internet and that changed everything, you know? So I, I think that, that that's like the best advice I can impart on people is like, like, don't, don't be get caught up in what you love to do. Like, like assess in reality what you like to do and what you're really good at and then find what you do really well and then lean into that because you'll end up liking what you do really well. If you excel at something more than anybody else, you'll start to like that too. You know what I mean? We've been loving the connect, bro. Thanks, anybody man. out there who hasn't seen it, you have to check it out. It's it's really about that life. Dope ass show. Yeah. Funny ass dude, Johnny Mitchell. Yeah, thank you so much, you guys. Today, man. Yeah, it's man. It's been a fucking honor. It's pleasure. been a, it's and, a great uh, time. We'll have to collaborate in like Thailand or something. Yeah. Because it's booming the over weed there right industry now. Is oh, is it? Booming it's going crazy. I'll have to go over. We have a lot of good connections. Let's go over. I'll have to go over there. Let's meet in the streets. Yeah, (laughs) and see what happens. Yeah, you already look like a Muay Thai guy. You look like you have (laughs) a staff in your hand. Is he really? I got got right here on the street. This is Pac guys. Oh yeah, I see him right over here. Yeah, Pacquiao Jr. Pacquiao, if he took a different, hey, Pacquiao, if he made some different decisions. Dude, holy Yo. shit! I never caught that. The one. connect, not the connect. Come on, Johnny, man. Johnny Mitchell on Instagram, but it's called the connect. Yep. So yeah, the, the connect, connect with Johnny Mitchell podcast with Johnny Mitchell. Thanks, guys. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Oh guys. yeah. Peace. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine, the DiamondMine.LA, California source for boutique genetics, powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the diamondmine.la and we're gonna offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter and see if you could rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf.